me why he ain't nothing, nothing but a heart. I Isn't feel it? like I try to harmonize, but I feel like it always cuts us off. It does. It doesn't ever record us well at the same time. Um, are the lyrics not ain't nothing but a heartbreak? It's it's heartache. I feel like it might actually be both at different times. Oh, okay. I Makes could sense. be wrong. Makes sense. But it's at least one of the two. But anyways, hey y'all. Welcome to the Literary Latte Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm Katie. And I would usually say, oh my gosh, it's so sad. Like, this is our final episode of a book we're reading. Like, this is the end of that chapter, like, on to the next. But we'll always remember those we left behind. Um, Unfortunately, I'm so happy to leave this book behind. <laughs> you've, I don't feel like you've ever been that sad to leave a book behind. Well, you know, I'll usually at least be like, oh, it's the last episode. This okay, one, yeah. I'm like, hurrah. <laughs> Thank God. Thank yeah. God. It's the last <laughs> one. You also, again, I'll, I will say this once again. I feel like you did not give this book its full, like, opportunity because you read Fourth Wing alongside of it. So it's not That's... fully this book's fault because I I, I've, I read or listened to Fourth Wing you know like two months ago and um so approaching this book i was not comparing the two and it's a fine book like it's just one where it's a little bit more young adult than what i would typically read um but like if i was in middle school or even in high school i would love this book yeah I'll say this, probably same, but I gotta say, my happiness with saying goodbye mostly comes from this lackluster, underwhelming of all underwhelming endings. That truly was like, what? And I'll say, the past two sections, I wasn't really reading Fourth Wing all that much. I was kind of in a rut and not reading too much, so I Mm -hmm. stuck with this. And um, so I was kind of enjoying it. The last section we read really had a lot. This one was just something to be desired. And it, and it, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate, (laughs) but like, um, this book is also the first in a series, which I did not fully realize when we picked this book that it was part of, uh, it was, this wasn't a standalone book. So, (laughs) yeah. I do, but I feel like we could have got, I mean, we got some answers, but, well, do you, Brandon, do you, uh, outside of like this book and Fourth Wing, have you previously read a lot of fantasy books or is this kind of your first like, like, uh, trek into it? I'm trying to think. I read Hunger Games. So I feel like, okay, so that's makes sense. So Hunger Games, it ends, the first book of Hunger Games, I think it kind of ends and you think all's going to be like calm. Like it almost could be a standalone book. Yeah. Um, Most fantasy books don't do that. Most fantasy books are like this book where it leaves you on a cliff. So that way you are like intrigued for the next book to come out, Uh, which you will discover with fourth wing (laughs) once you finish it. Um, Because my other friend... (laughs) <laughs> I'm very happy to whenever that second book comes out. I've not finished disclaimer. I've not finished Fourth Wing yet. I'm very close. I have like less than a hundred pages on the Kindle. 
and I definitely plan on finishing later today. It will be our next book we talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know. my my other friend um finished it yesterday and called me and was like, "Oh my gosh, Katie!" <laughs> didn't you why did you make me read this book so yes which i wanted to finish <laughs> no i don't think it did i wanted to finish last night because i'm meeting with katie and that friend for undisclosed reasons that you will find out soon um but <laughs> so ominous but um i was like so tired last night and i was just like i can't i'm like drifting off and i want to be in it but That's I feel fair. like I'm at a good chunk to where we could still talk about it, just not the yeah. ending. Yeah, we, yes, I agree. And, and and it's good because you're going to finish it and then we will record those episodes um, soon. So it'll be all fresh in your mind and all that stuff. I probably need to give myself a little bit of a refresher on it, on like the finer points. Um, so yes, it's okay. But, though. Um, have time. We do. With that being said... Let's jump into the last section, Once Upon a Broken Heart. We covering, we covering, we're covering <laughs> chapters 42 to 54 and, um, you know, the end of the book. And I also want to disclose, we are both very tired because we're recording this earlier than usual. My hair looks terrible. I yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to post any uh, clips from this recording on Instagram. I, I still so. will, no shame. Um, we'll, we'll it's see. fine. I mean, you my know. hair looks great. So. Your hair looks good. It's because I washed it yesterday. I did too, but sleeping. <laughs> um, But so our energy is maybe a little off, but you know what? That's okay. You we're going to get there. We're going to talk about there. it. We're going to debate. It's going to be great. Yes. If you listened... To our last episode, you would know the section ended with the resurfacing of Luke being in a cage, about to become a vampire, trying to escape. And so she sees him, Evangeline, and he claims that he had came here because she's like, why are you here? Like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, oh, Vampire Venom was the best healer for, like, my scars and wounds. Because if you remember, he was attacked by a wolf Mm -hmm. when Evangeline was turned to stone in the beginning of the book. And so he was, like, gone for a while and then went off to, like, heal and stuff like that. Right. But he does let us know that Marisol did put him under a spell. Yes. Yes, he, she did. Yeah, this this scene is very interesting because essentially you have Luke in a cage and Evangeline is like trying to talk to him and figure out what's going on. And then Jax is like, we got to go. Like, let's go, little fox. We got to go. Right. Uh, And she's just like, no, I need to I need to help him. And Jack's like, no, he's lying. (laughs) Like, He's just saying whatever he needs to say to be able to get out of this cage and be able to to drink your blood, essentially. Yeah, because he was like, I won't hurt you. Da, 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 da. I don't want to be a vampire. And because Evangeline is Evangeline, she finds something. I forget exactly what it was. Was it a sword? It's like a was sword, it? yeah. And she lets the cage down. And surprise, surprise, the person who's trying to become a vampire attacks them. Who would have thought? Not Evangeline, because she doesn't have many thoughts. 
Anyways, so he attacks them. She bite. He bites Luke. Actually, no, Luke bites Jax. Luke bites Jax. Yes. Luke yeah. Bites Jax. Which is crazy when you consider that Jax is a is a fate. And so when that happened, I was like, wait, that's like, which I guess we knew from the first section that fates can be killed. Um. Um. Yeah. It was interesting because he gets bit and he starts to kind of become a vampire. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that would happen. That kind yeah. of threw me. I well, was then like, he's, yeah. And then he snaps Luke's neck. He does, which, you know, <laughs> as he should, because. Oh, uh, I agree. And then Evangeline is like, you killed him. I'm like, he just bit him. <laughs> He's trying to kill you, Evangeline. Like, you were his target. What? What are you not? What's not clicking, Evangeline? She's she's a funny one. But they run off. And then, you know, he's starting to become, like, a vampire, Jax. And, like, the venom's starting to get to them. So they find a crypt with, like, angel tears to kind of try and lock him in until sunrise. So that he won't bite anyone or be tempted to... He won't become a vampire and they'll be able to escape the night. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Like he clearly does not want to be a vampire and is like doing what he needs to do to not be a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's this whole like back and forth. Like this, I feel like this scene as like they're waiting for night to end so that Jax doesn't turn into a vampire. Um, because of a, a, apparently this is interesting to me as well, is that if you get bit with vampire venom, but you don't um drink blood before the sun comes out, then like you're just fine. You're just human again, or you know, whatever it is. Like you just is go back to that way whatever you are. Humans, or is it just because he was a fake? That's that I, I don't forget. know. Because then it's... if that's the case, then she's dumb because she could have just left Luke in the cage and he would have been fine. That's a valid point. So I don't valid know. point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's interesting because I feel like more like the like Evangeline and Jax kind of like get uh get some stuff figured out between them, kind of sort of. And Evangeline is still like questioning Jax, like, did you curse him? You know, is this like is this your is it your fault that he ended up in this vampire thing, vampire lair? And he's like, No. Um, and I thought this was such an interesting, this interesting note um, that Jack says, and I was a little triggered. It was a little bit. No. What he said. Jax is saying he you know, okay, he didn't curse Luke. He's like, it was just terrible timing, and you have absolutely no sense when it comes to him. For most people, I'm the worst thing that can happen to them, but not you. It's as if you want that boy to destroy you, and he's only human. Oh, <laughs> triggered. Katie's like, now wait a minute. <laughs> I did not need to be called out like that, Jax. <laughs> <laughs> Jax, who gave you the right? But who like, how you? like how true is that? Like, there's so many people where like the worst thing that could happen to you is is this individual, and like. You're more than willing to let them destroy you. Yes. You know what? 
she needed to hear that though because she really was i think because she was holding on obviously still to the love they had had yeah and stuff like that he seemed kind of like stupid though like there was Luke. one point where he was like i yeah he was like i have scars and they weren't even sexy scars <laughs> and Jax was like did you hear that <laughs> Jax is like look at your man look but at that is- screen that's your this man? This is your man? This is, who you, this is who you lay with? This is your man? <laughs> uh, but oh, um, they do guess. get kind of... He does open up when they're in the crypt. Because she's like, what happened with Princess Donatella? Mm-hmm. And then he reveals basically, like, he, like, they had kissed because he, like, needed a favor and, like, threatened her. But then when they kissed, his heart started beating, which indicated that it was true love. But because of how they kissed, she, like, held resentment towards him and didn't forgive him. So, did Uh, she, like, stab him or something? Or was that, like, a metaphor? I don't know. I don't remember. I know that essentially it was, like, part of Jack's... I think we talked about this last week, too. um, Part of Jack's curse is that his kiss is fatal to anyone except for his true love. And so... I don't think he was expecting his kiss with Donatella is the name. I think so, yeah. Um to have any of like effect. And so when it did, he was like, oh shoot. But then that also makes me question like, is it possible that Jax has more than one true love? Um maybe, because I definitely think Evangeline's probably a true love. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I kind of feel like it's getting set up for that. But then I'm like, well, you've just said when he kissed Donatella that his heart started beating again. And obviously she didn't die. So. It could be that. Or maybe there's even, there could be more nuances to, like, the fate stuff. Mm, Could be. So that maybe, maybe it would be exposed at one point when we read the books of the Valerie Arch. Maybe. But we won't. Oh. No. (laughs) But, um, so he tells her that Evangeline is definitely feeling some jealousy. Yeah, there's definitely some, like, uh, a little, little bit, a little bit spicy. Not, like, actual spice in here, but, there's, like. There's, there's some, some that some I was heat. like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, a I couple didn't moments expect. where I was like, oh. No fourth wing, but. I mean, no, uh-huh. but it's still, I was like, all right. Since he opened up about Donatella. She opens up about Luke. And this is where he's basically like, look, he doesn't love you because you literally turned a stone for him and he would never do that for you. Mm -hmm. Because he had the opportunity to. True. And he didn't do it. He did not. And which is a valid point. But she doesn't like that. So she's like, well, I'm glad that Donatella stabbed you and you suck. And I hate you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then um, they have an... what did I write? They have an intense sexual moment where he almost bit her and was licking her all over. He <laughs> not all over, like on her neck. All over her neck. Yeah, all over her neck, not like all over. But then you know what? The sun rose and he was not a vampire anymore. Nope. But um he did after that though, there was like a side effect from the vampire venom where he kept falling asleep. So they were trying to find safety, but he just kept falling asleep. But eventually, 
they found um I think it actually was Jax's office, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he rests there, but then what it was a report he had in his hand or something revealing yeah, it was like a news like a newspaper article that he had like grabbed as though he like to like cover himself up. Like it's it's a really comical scene of like yeah. he just all of a sudden is exhausted apparently to the point that he is like falling asleep standing up and just like falls asleep in random spots if they stop moving. And so she's having to like drag him and ultimately like these bells lead her to this locked door. We also find out that she can unlock doors with her blood. And so yes. she like pricks a finger and asks the door to open and the door opens. Um and so um they like go into this office and she kind of figures out yeah it's Jax's office and he like curls up on the couch and is just like passed out sleeping. And yeah. I was like is this just like exhaustion? Is this a side effect from the venom? Like what exactly is happening here and it's really not explained as to why he was sleeping other than no. just exhaustion but yeah no. it's alluded it's a side effect but it's not clear but what does the newspaper article say again it says something about the like i think marisol and tiberius yeah so marisol and tiberius are engaged and are set to be married like the next day and so oh, yeah. they kind of we kind of have this series of things that we find out. So initially, Evangeline, there was um, articles about how they were looking for her because they wanted to make sure she was safe. And then articles were found that were saying that she killed Apollo. And so then she was a fugitive. Um, and then the next one was that Marisol and Tiberius, like Tiberius is now prince and uh, he and Marisol are set to be married. Because if you remember, in order to actually take the throne, I want to say they have to be married. Yes. And so this is like the the final point in this. And so what's happening, too, is the prophecy that has been talked about, like all of this stuff that's happening to Evangeline, again, is pointing to the fact that she's the, the key to this prophecy. Um because it was like princess turned fugitive or something along those lines. And so it's like Tiberius by his actions are almost like forcing um, this prophecy to become true. Yeah. And so she sees this and she's like, since it was revealed that Luke said, oh, Marisol did the love spell. Yeah, she was. She was like, "Oh, she must have done it on Tiberius." So she yeah. finds the spell book and she's makes this truth um, serum. Yeah, it's supposed so, to break a supposed to break the love potion. She also thinks at this point that Marisol also killed Apollo. Yes, she's very much because uh, throughout the book she's been denying like the suspicions about marisol but now she's yeah. like full in like yeah. she did everything yeah she's, and like, so, she's behind all of this yes yeah, so she makes the truth spell and her plan is to sneak back to wolf's hall go to tiberius's room put it in he she put it in a bottle of the madame fortuna's fantastically flavored water yeah 
and she's like because she knows it's pretty tempting to drink that and once you drink it you can't stop really so it's like she puts it in that so and puts it and wants to put it on like a table in his room so when he sees it he'll drink it right but she does she leaves jackson note because jacks has passed out Mm -hmm. and so she gets to wolf's hall she's gonna do it but then i think marisol sees her yeah so she gets into tiberius's room leaves the bottle with the rest of his like alcohol bottles and then as she's going to like slip out marisol comes around the corner into this hallway and um Marisol initially is like, oh my gosh, you're all right. And like they have this big reunion and Marisol then kind of like they they talk for a little bit and Marisol starts confessing about the stuff that she had done with Luke. Amidst that she put a spell on him because she was jealous and because, um, you know, her mother was so awful to her. But then like Evangeline... I think Marisol, the way that Marisol saw Evangeline was she was very happy with her life. And like, even though her parents weren't around, she knows that they would have been proud of her. And she had the curiosity shop and then she had Luke and she saw the way that Luke looked at Evangeline and she wanted that. And it sounds kind of like the the love spell that she put on Luke was kind of an accident. Like it's the first time she had tried to do any kind of spell we also find out that evangeline had accidentally given marisol a spell book thinking it was a cookbook yeah and that's where she found the love potion so it's yes yeah it it's almost as if she wanted to do it but didn't understand the ramifications or how extreme it would be kind of like um i would say evangeline's deal with um jacks yeah it's kind of like she didn't realize what the impact would be so she's opening up and evangeline is like oh my gosh like she's fine like i forgive her like she's great Mm -hmm. like my stepsister yeah let's come clean let's Let's come clean do it let the rain fall down and wick my dreams let it wash away my sanity because i want to feel the thunder i won't no no let the rain fall down I'm coming, Clay. Sister bonding. Yay. Woo. So she does. And she's like, I made this deal with the Prince of Hearts, a.k.a. Jax, and turned y'all to stone. And that's why I was angry. And then um, this Marisol flips a switch. Because at first she's like crying. And then she's like, wait a minute, what? You're the reason for this? What the hell? Guards, come get her. She killed Tiberius. She killed Apollo. She's the worst. I have her here. Which I'm like, wow. When that happened, I was like, oh. So it was like everything that you just said, like complete BS? Um, Probably. She probably I, didn't like, care about the what the ramifications would be, all that stuff. And, like, she definitely, she knows how to play the, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my God, look at me. Oh. A little doe-eyed, so, yeah. Doe-eyed, Bambi-eyed. Yeah. Rachel from Vanderpump Rules. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so facts. the guards come get 
um, Evangeline and Tiberius is there as well. They take her um, and they tie her up somewhere. And then Tiberius is there. And it's tie her up in Tiberius's room. Yes, Tiberius's room. I thought it was Tiberius's room, but I was like, yeah, Tiberius shows up and and, I mean, same difference. Um, Tiberius, the guards come in and Tiberius comes in and is like, oh my God, my love, are you all right? Um, And tells the guards to take her to his chambers. And Uh so they tie her up into a chair or something. And eventually he like tells all the guards to leave. And the guards are like, what? And he's, <laughs> this is the comment that I loved so much. He was like, do you think I can't handle myself against a bound woman? Or are you just that bad at tying knots? Oh. <laughs> he's like, are you inadequate? Or do you have no faith in me? And I was like, wow. I mean, you have a point, kind of. But like, you didn't have to say it like that, bro. Right. Um, but yeah, and then it was revealed because he's like talking to Evangeline and he's like, look, I have to kill you. Like, Loki, I feel kind of bad, but I do have to kill you. And remember, do you remember why he has to kill her? I'm trying to find it because I know I wrote it down. So Tiberius is a protector yes. of the arches. Because so, he has the skeleton key tattoo. I was just correct. finding it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which um Madame Fortunia also has a like bracelet or a necklace with the same thing. Yes. And so he is in cahoots with the rest of the 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 powerful families. And in order to keep the Valor arches closed, um, they have to kill Evangeline. Essentially, it's she is the the prophecy key and should she i'm assuming the way that this would work is similar to how she's been able to open other doors where she pricks her finger and then um essentially just puts the blood on the on the Mm -hmm. arch on the door and says open please and it opens and so evangeline is like trying to reason with him of like you don't have to kill me like part of the prophecy is the blood has to be freely given so that way like if i if i don't want to do this and i don't it never has to happen and he's like i can't take that risk i'm gonna have to kill you and he like also the way that i think he was planning on killing her was a little intense he had like a poker from like a fire oh yeah I was like, why are we taking this route? I know. I was like, do you not have like a sword or a knife? Or like, he's like, no, I'm going to burn you with this stick. Yeah. I was like, no, thank you. But as luck would have it, he does does end up drinking a bottle and he drinks it. Yeah. And he even is like, this stuff is terrible. When I'm king, I'm going to ban all of these. I don't know why they're popular. <laughs> right. Like not the time for your marketing uh ideas for the kingdom, my guy. <laughs> yes. And then essentially she sees this and to buy time, she takes advantage of that and starts mm-hmm. asking him questions that she knows he has to answer. And ultimately, yeah. when the guards come back, he gets she gets him to admit that Evangeline did not kill Apollo. It was actually him that killed apollo yep which accidentally because he planned on killing um her Mm -hmm. 
But the way that he was planning on killing her were the tears. And yes. so the the tears in the um the tears in the wine, but Apollo does not die by crying himself to death the way that Evangeline almost did. No, he does not. He does not, which means someone else would have had to try to kill him, probably with the oil. I'm thinking the oil for sure. Yeah. It makes the most sense. But essentially, he admits to this. The guards take him away. Yep. And it, it's it's pretty funny because it was like the guards take him away. Marisol, Marisol shows up. She's like, what's happening? They take My her love. away. My love. And then Tiberius is like, if I see you again, I'll kill you or something like that. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Like... The love spell wore off. And then Evangeline's a princess again. Hey. Hey, I'm a princess. I'm a princess. I'm a princess, princess, princess. And so. <laughs> it's a very musical episode. <laughs> it is. Look at us. What is this? An episode of Glee? We're, we're like trying to hype ourselves up. Oh my gosh. I saw, I loved Glee back in the day. It's very problematic looking back. Very. <laughs> but I saw a real of somebody performing uh vampire it's like if vampire if glee was still around and if <laughs> rachel berry was performing is it vampire. the girl who's always close up and like crying and doing no like this, a... was, this was this was a guy it was a guy oh. who was dressing like rachel berry <laughs> and doing oh like, the, whole, the hand motions and everything and i was like yes this is every single time <laughs> she would also be singing 10 times louder than the background music <laughs> always Always, always, always got a belt. You got to show that. You got to show that volume. Got um, a belt. But yeah, that yes. it it made me laugh. Um, and the next day, she's like, "Where's Jax?" Because Jax hasn't resurfaced, and she's like worried yeah. about him. Yeah, she was like, "He has to have know. Like, he has to know by this point that like everything that's transpired. So like, why hasn't he come?" And she misses him. It's cute. It is. And then she eventually, she's like, I'm going to go find him. But then one of the guards is like, hey, like, you have a visitor. And she's like, yeah. oh, my God, it's Jack. Like, this is I'm great. I'm coming, Jack. Jack. I'll be Jax. right there. And then they say, Jack. And <laughs> they go. And, um, but he's kind of taking her a weird way. Well, and then did we talk about the fact that Evangeline and Jax can communicate in their heads? No. Okay, so Evangeline and Jax talk to each other, and um, so the the guard Havenlock, I think, is the name. Um, I think so. Yeah. Who was one of Prince Apollo's guards? Who was there the night that all this happened? Well, you know when Apollo died, and um, he comes to take Evangeline, and as they're walking, Jax is like, "Little fox, I'm here. Where are you?" And she's like, oh, I'm coming. And he's like, hey, well, I'll come to you. And she's like, no, we're almost there. And so they keep walking. And she realizes that where she thinks they're going is not where they're going. And Jax is like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? And he's like further away. And so one thing I want to note before we go through this, typically in books like this, you're not really supposed to be able to communicate telepathically unless you are somehow like bonded or mated. Like that's a very similar like trope oh. in a lot of fantasy books. Is, Fourth wing. Yeah. Same thing in, in Akatar. 
um typically and, and obviously like fantasy books there's a lot of like there's a lot of things you can bend and twist to what you want depending upon what, you know the purpose of the author yeah. but um i thought that was interesting which i think also kind of leads into your theory that evangeline and jacks are gonna end up together in some way shape or form Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they can communicate telepathically, I think, is a good indication of that. Yes, it is. Because I um, don't think Lala could do that with Evangeline, and she's a fate, so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Or at least I didn't try, but. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think that is a good call and a good sign. But the guard takes her, and all of a sudden this woman shows up. And much like Evangeline, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they're going to try and kill her. Like, that's crazy. But instead, yeah. what's revealed is Apollo is alive. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. He's in kind a suspended of. state. Yes. And so they like brought her here because they're like, you can bring him back to life. And like they um essentially they kept it under wraps because they like were suspicious of Tiberius. They didn't want to say anything. And so they've been keeping him locked, like, down below in this ch- underground chamber, kind of, like, in his suspended state. Yeah. And so she goes to him. She, I think she, like, kisses him, but it doesn't work at first. But yeah. then it, basically the scene is, like, her just having kind of, like, this epiphany about Jax. And she's yes. like, wait a minute. It was Jax who did this to Apollo, but not to kill him she knew or he knew that he would just be in the suspended state with the oil. She would want to save him. He'll still fulfill the prophecy or she'll still fulfill the prophecy and be able Mm -hmm. to open the arch and no one would die and all this stuff. And, you know, it's it's Jax has, she just realized that Jax has been pulling the strings the whole time in order to get what he wants, which is entrance into the Valor arches. And she does so. know that when he did the blood the last time before she kissed Apollo, it tasted bitter. Right. Whereas Where before the other it was more sweet. Sweet. Yep. And so I'm like, it probably is true. Oh, I think it's true. I think Jack, I think 100% Jax was pulling the strings on this. But I think the turning point for Jax is after he gets bit by a vampire. And I feel like all of that, like the fact that Evangeline almost died because of the other poison, like that obviously was not part of Jax's or yeah, Jax's plan. Um, I think he truly came to care for Evangeline, mm-hmm. but this plan had already been set in place and, and put into motion. So he like I think if she if she were to go to him and be like, what the heck, dude? he would probably come clean and kind of explain things. Um, But I'm sure she feels very betrayed. Yes. Which I get. I do get. You know, I get it. People's motivations change. Like They do. Especially if you don't know someone, which he really didn't, right? Like this random girl showed up making a deal with him. He probably then realized like who she was. Maybe he's been keeping an eye on her before that. Because it is noted that her hair it's like rose gold you know or pink and that's very unusual for people and so it's it may be one where like they knew 
And there's also part of the um the prophecy where it's like the person is conceived in the north but born in the south. And so if you recall, Evangeline's parents met in the north and then moved to the south. Um mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting. I wonder how long Jack's knew of Evangeline and like how long he had been planning all of this. Yeah. And knew of, not actually was like friends with her. Cause I would say I think he became friends with her and probably has some deeper feelings there. Um, well, another thing that was revealed that we didn't mention was Jack's revealed to her, I think maybe when he was in the crypt, that he was the reason the poison fate saved her. Oh, and yeah. That, yeah. That she was invited to go to the knock day never ending. Right. Isn't exactly. So he's, I mean, he's been orchestrating a lot of this. And so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like, when did you start creating this plan? Like, had did you know about Evangeline for yeah. years and you were just kind of waiting for the opportunity for all of this stuff to happen? Or did she come to your church and you were like, oh, you have pink hair. Look at you. <laughs> Could you be the, the person that I need? So, Maybe. yeah. But then I think like, through their like travels together, I think they did genuinely become friends. So oh, definitely I, there was feelings yeah. and there was a connection built with that. I definitely agree. Yeah. And so, so I don't think that like Jack's Evangeline's mindset on Jack's at the end here is one of like she feels betrayed by him. Yeah. Which she should. You mm-hmm. know, I don't I don't I don't want to discredit that. Like he he did lie to her about things. But I I think too that he hasn't had the opportunity yet to come clean about what his purposes were and like yeah. how he manipulated things and also how things have now changed. Yeah. Like it's not the same. Their relationship is not the same. And so I would not be surprised if again, depending on what happens in the next book, which I don't know that we're gonna read. <laughs> um I, I feel like Maybe feel like we'll her and Jacks maybe. I think they're gonna have a reconciliation at some point. I would assume so, yes. But um that's basically how this book ends, is her coming to this revelation. Very open-ended, which makes sense because it's a series. Will we continue the series? Um I don't know. I, I will say the actual very ending of the book, because the last the like the oh yeah, the second to last chapter. Was it- is it the gates or something? No, the doors it's not the gates, in the, it's the door. The so, door in the bookshelf or the bookshelf. In the library. The, the library. <laughs> bookshelf. The door so, in the bookshelf. <laughs> what Evangeline says is Jax was not her friend, but he taught her that she could open any door she wanted. And Evangeline knew exactly which door she needed to open next. And so she goes to the library in the the Wolf Hall. Um, where all of the books about the Valors are and seemingly that's the door that she opens next because she thinks that that's going to have the key to everything to waking up Apollo um, probably to what's going on with the prophecy and what actually is behind the arches so we'll see we shall see we'll read a synopsis Um, yeah we'll read a synopsis maybe at one point Um, (laughs) 
But that was Once Upon a Broken Heart. Katie, mm-hmm. what do you think of the book? What do you give it out of one of five lattes? Who are you getting a coffee with? I did not mind this book. It was a very easy read. It was not as like complex or in-depth as most of the fantasy books that I've read. But again, I think this is geared towards a younger audience. So I'm going to give it three out of five. Um, because I think like decent story development for its audience. Um, and I, I, it's, it was intriguing. There was some twists, some turns, some things that I thought for sure was going to be the case that wasn't quite right. Um, some great like little quotes throughout the book that I was like, wow, this is very insightful. I really like this or I feel very called out right now. Um, So I feel like like Evangeline was a very human character, Um, you know, being very young, trying to navigate life. So I enjoyed her character. So for that, I will give it a three out of five. Um, Who do I want to get a coffee with? Um, I mean, Lala sounds really cool just because, like, she's done a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with Lala. I think I'd have the most fun with Lala. Um, Jax, I think, would be very, like, pretentious to sit down and have coffee with. And I'd just be like, also, like, I feel like. He'd be like, let's talk about the Roman Empire. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Not ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if this is really just like a like a random thing that the influencers have decided to make a thing. I've asked Probably. multiple of my guy friends, and I think one of them said, well, I really like battle strategies, so I think about their battle strategy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, all the rest of them have been like, never. One of my girlfriends says said she thinks about it like twice a week, um, which I was like, okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I really ever think about it. There's other things that I think about like that that people are saying they think about, you know, two to three times a week. I think about um, the uh, SJM universe probably about twice a week. So, and the Super James Mass. That's there. Akatar, <laughs> Throne of Glass, all that stuff. Um, I think about Fourth Wing, like once a week. I love that. <laughs> so, but Fourth anyways, Wing is my Roman Empire. <laughs> Basgiaf. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I think Lala. I think Lala would be the most interesting to talk to. The rest of them, I'm just kind of like. I feel like you'd be really self-centered and we would just spend the entire time. I would you would just talk at me for the entire time. I like that. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Thoughts, ratings? Um you know the book, I will say, you're right about me reading the fourth wing, and maybe I wasn't I should have read this book on its own. I think spacing it out maybe was hard as well. Mm -hmm. And um it's just like I feel like I really couldn't sink my teeth into this book, maybe because it was YA. I and it felt was like it was very YA. Like Yes. And yeah. it was very easy read, which was nice, but it was just like 
I don't know. I just couldn't get into it that much at certain parts. I think towards the end, I kind of did. And then it just annoyed me. And there was just <laughs> some things that were just, like, too obvious. Like, the whole Marisol mm-hmm. stuff. It was like, a uh, duh. Yeah. But anyways. But um, funny enough, I'll, I'll give it a three out of five as well. Which is my lowest breaking. Because it wasn't the worst book in the world. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it, like, a two or anything like that. Yeah. But I'll give it a three. It's mid. It's fine. Yeah. Or a little above mid, I guess. Um, And then as far as getting a coffee, I was trying to think earlier. And I was like, it's kind of hard. Because I really don't want to get a coffee with any of them. <laughs> Lala's a good choice. Um, But I actually think I'm going to go with Chaos. Ooh, vampire. I feel like it'd be an interesting chat. I feel he like can't I bite could... you, so it's safe. He can't bite me. I feel like it would be oddly comforting. And I feel like we could have a connection. I don't really know. Comforting? I feel like I can make it comforting. Are I don't you know. okay? <laughs> I'm a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Oh, okay. And I well, just feel like I'd be like, Chaos, what's going on? We <laughs> have a you therapy can... session with Chaos. And then I feel like he'd weirdly open up and be like, well, Brandon, <laughs> over this oat milk latte, let me tell you. And then Well, he, he can't drink a latte, though, because he, he can't. His mouth is covered. I feel like he'd be able to somehow make it work. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'd pick chaos. But, um, yeah, Good that's choice. it for Once Upon a Broken Heart. <laughs> um, as we mentioned before, our next book we're covering is Fourth Wing. Yes. However, it, may, it, it might not be the very next episode. Well, we're going to change our format a little bit. A little bit, which we can't. We can. Um, there's we're figuring gonna be, out what works. We're figuring out what works. There's gonna be some slight changes, which we can get into. I, I think we can get into more in the next episode once it's more like established, pretty much. Well, do we want to like explain a little bit what our thoughts are so far, and then we can essentially this the new format is a way to cover more books. Yes, and really we're... get into. We've decided that breaking a book up for an entire month is just, it's uh, its dragging it out. There's books that don't need that. Some books need multiple episodes and some books don't. Yes. This is a perfect example of a book that probably did not need multiple episodes. And yeah. so we're going to start covering one book per episode. Well. But we're but, also, oh, yeah, yeah. But, so it's. When we cover a book, we will cover the entire book in the episode. Caveat yes. here is there could be books that do get split into two just because of how long they are. Mm-hmm. But we are going to rotate covering a book with shorter episodes that we are tentatively calling coffee breaks. And so these will just be shorter episodes where we kind of sit down, chit chat about our lives a little bit. What are we into right now? Do we have any recommendations? Are there other books that we are enjoying, but that we're not reading specifically for the podcast? Yeah. What's going on in the world? What's, going on? Like, yeah. what's on our minds, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a good palate cleanser in between books. Right. And this is good because those will be mini sods, but, you know, I feel like the book episodes will probably be a little bit longer. Correct. Which is yep. good. Like, I'm thinking, like, not to get too much into admin. Fourth Wing, we kind of already read for the most part before doing it. So right. I feel like it's going to be a long episode. It's going to be a long However, <laughs> with the next, because I would imagine we will cover the second book, 
with yes. that, given that we would still need to read it and it's going to be long, that will probably be an example of a book that would be two episodes. Right. Yep. So. And we're just going to kind of see how this goes. We are a a new podcast. We've only been doing this since April, I think yeah. is what I looked at. So we're kind of just figuring out what format works for us and our schedules and what we feel like is fun. Like yeah. this is a hobby. We're having fun with it. So we're yeah. going to mess around and see what works best and, you know, what what our audience likes. See what works. Yes, yeah. Katie. So that's exciting. So the next episode will probably be a coffee break, which is yes. fine. Yep. But um, with that being said, that's it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Also on Spotify and other podcast platforms. We're also on TikTok and Instagram at the Literary Latte Podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can also email us if you want to to do any book recommendations, uh, thoughts, comments, concerns, all that fun stuff at the Literary Latte Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Goodbye.